Are you ready to turbocharge your financial IQ? Hey friends, my name is Murray Miller and I want to welcome you and your family to the Family Business Podcast where every episode is designed to keep you focused and on track to live a life free of financial stress, worry and fear. Would you like to know the exact powerful money strategies that not only our immediate family has implemented, but also our extended family of thousands and thousands of people around the world? Well, then let's get on with it and let's begin building a financial wall around your family. All right, so today it's been on my heart and mind to talk about a topic that I've talked about a lot. Um, my wife has talked about this a lot. My daughter has talked about this a lot. As a matter of fact, I think it was my daughter that first pointed out the just the glaring difference between financial success and financial freedom. And let's dive into that a little bit today. I mean, there is no doubt that striving to become financially successful is a worthy cause. However, make no mistake, there is an immeasurable difference between financial success and financial freedom. More often than not, financial success is all about you. It's about your education, your experience, your skill set, and yes, your grit that makes you a success. It's your own personal, professional expertise that you rely on every day to make a living, to get paid, and to build a future. Unfortunately, In many cases, this provides little to no leverage or an opportunity to create a passive income for that matter. It requires your ongoing participation in order to generate revenue on a continual basis. So I have been involved in the financial services business uh, for the better part of two decades. I built a national brokerage. I've had, you know, literally hundreds of advisors that I've trained over that period of time. I have, also, um, I have also personally worked with hundreds of families uh, personally and have had the luxury of reviewing all of their personal financials. So um, what I've come to realize is that even high-income, high-net-worth families very often have very little leverage. So when does this financial success actually become more of a financial cage That sounds weird, I know, but the old adage is the more you make, the more you spend. And that is a reality for most of us. Whether it's vacation homes, travel, you know, private education, vacations, um, you name it. It's it's one of those things that eventually you're going to get to the point where your high income becomes more of a necessity than it is a luxury. So... In my opinion, there are three irrefutable truths that I have learned from my many years in the financial services space. One, expenses eventually are going to rise to meet your income. So you get a raise, you start making more, your business takes off, you're in a new sector, whatever the case may be, you're making more. All of a sudden, you start living up to those new numbers in your expenses. And I also know, number two, that luxuries over time become necessities. Isn't that weird how that happens? Things that you thought, wow, this would be so cool if I had this, and then you have this, and then all of a sudden that becomes something that you just just always want in your life. So it becomes more of a necessity than it is a luxury. And number three, and this is the one that really hits home, and the, uh, the whole reason for this podcast, to be honest with you, and that is that you can't outwork 
an income producing asset. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Financial freedom is more elusive than financial success. Financial freedom is not having to work for money and having the freedom to do what you want, when you want, and your income continues regardless. So let me let me just kind of use this story that I've used in the past uh, that I think a lot of people can relate to, especially people that understand franchising. One of the, I mean, iconic franchises out there are the McDonald's franchises. Good, bad, or indifferent, you know, regardless of what they serve and how, you know, how you interpret that. It is one of the most successful franchises. And in the movie, The Founder, which talks about, you know, what happened in, in the director's opinion of what happened and how he depicted the McDonald's brothers believing that they were in the restaurant business selling hamburgers, fries, and shakes... However, their success actually stemmed from providing a quality product and mastering a system of delivery to the end-line consumer and doing it better than their competitors. So it was truly the that was the truly the success and arguably there was no leverage in that financial model that they had created until enters Ray Kroc. Uh, Kroc later identified uh, and eventually helped transition that business into a, more of a franchise model and later launched and executed perhaps one of the largest real estate empires this planet has ever seen. He recognized that you could you can either flip the hamburgers and make a living or you can own the franchise and make a fortune. Which the reason I'm saying this and telling you this story and using this example is because you need to know the industry that you're in. Take a careful look at the industry you're currently in. I mean, you know, when the, back in the day when trains were our main uh, transportation vehicle in this country, our mode of transportation after horse and buggy and, and so on, the people that owned the railroads believed that they were in the locomotive business, but really they weren't. They were in the transportation business. So when cars and trucks and airplanes started becoming more common for travel. What happened to the business on the locomotives? It went from everything to very little. And, you know, the industry changes. Same thing with vinyl records went to uh, 8-track tapes, which eventually went to cassette tapes, which eventually went to CDs, which now is just downloaded onto our, our mobile devices. The industry changed. So you have to know the industry that you're in. And in order to create long-term financial freedom, it's crucial that the industry that you're in is enjoying positive growth trajectory. As I explained, I was in the financial services industry for 20 plus years, and this is considered by most people to be a long-term stable industry. Some argue that it's a saturated market which leads to having to carve out a niche to stand out in a market that's huge and, and, and it's been around a long time. But other stable industries may actually be on the decline or going through upheaval. And that creates opportunity as well. So look at just what happened in the shift in retail when Amazon came onto the scene and then you know started expanding and continues today to expand its foothold um, and its reach around the world. So I guess the point of this little part of this podcast is you need to step back from the trees a little bit, take a minute, take a look at the forest, and keep your pulse on where the future is going. 
you know, that's very, very important. I mean, now, you know, financial services industry has changed. The financial industry has responded to the change. You know, now we've got this, uh, you know, cryptocurrencies that are literally, you know, deregulating the entire financial system and changing that. And people are, some people are embracing it. Some people are staying away from it. And then there's everything in between. Um, you know, this is, this is very, very important. And I think mostly what you have to do is you have to embrace this change. Um, and get into you know training yourself and so and, and finding support for what it is that you're doing. This can make or break even the best of us. You need a proven system and a and just a powerful support structure. Otherwise, you end up wasting valuable time creating systems yourself to try to support your own efforts. I personally experienced this in my college funding business years ago when I had to spend enormous amounts of money. I mean, uh, eventually I ended up spending seven figures creating my own marketing and data management and customer uh, you know, relationship management system, software system. And frankly, <laughs> it became the bane of my business existence. It was a never-ending money pit and time sucker that became a necessary evil. So... I wanted to own my time. I wanted time ownership. So perhaps, you know, in your particular case, and I know that a lot of very successful people listen to this podcast. So perhaps by, you know, most standards, you're wildly successful and that's awesome. But the litmus test for financial freedom is, is your time your own? Typically, business owners have to give up a portion of their time to their clients or to the employees or partners or investors or the vendors, the accountants, the attorneys, whatever, even top experts, you know, or top producers that are specializing in something, they all have their time suckers as well. So regardless, in most professions, you are usually on someone else's schedule, not your own. I hear this complaint all the time. People missing their kids' high school games, their plays, their parent-teacher meetings, their sporting events, etc., that are all missed because of what? a demanding or inflexible work schedule. I used to think, you know, maybe that's just the way that it has to be. If you want to have success, you got to give up other things. But I've come to find that there are alternatives to that. And one of them, which I love talking about, is creating an income-producing asset. Many people have a cap on their earnings or it's outside of their control. I spent my entire adult life as an entrepreneur and a business owner. So far, so good. I recently sold the equity that I had in two companies, and I left my position as CEO. And like many of you, uh, it was for no other reason but trying to create a, a different situation for myself. I loved what I did. It was fun. It was lucrative. I enjoyed the building aspect of owning a company. However, I was required to focus on the day-to-day -day operations as well as building the business, which ate up a ton of time. Typically, residual income has been reserved for people with special talents. For example, a songwriter who gets paid each time their song is downloaded, or an author who writes a book and receives a royalty. However, these highly talented people do not have a monopoly on developing passive income. I truly understand the nuances to balancing a well-timed business venture while still pursuing your current endeavors in a manner that can breathe life into both. 
And trust me when I say this, creating an income-producing asset that generates passive income, it's the lifeblood of financial freedom. So those are, those are my thoughts for today. I mean, if this is something that you truly want, don't give up on pursuing this. It's out there, perhaps even closer than you think. You just have to get your mind focused around what it is that's important to you and take the time, as I said, to step back from the forest, to take a look at the trees, to see what you can do to create more leverage in your life and how that works. I've done it through network marketing and through uh, residual wealth strategies that allow me to develop a plan to have um, compounding interest and tax-free income down the road. And that's worked for me. And for you, you have to decide what it is that is going to get you in a position to have that same leverage. And we'll discuss more and more of this as time goes on. So for Today, I just wanted to kind of put it out there to you guys to get you focused on the abundance that is available to us through the leverage of income through building an income-producing asset. Until next time, guys, it's been real. We'll talk to you on the other side. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Family Business Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how you can join our growing family and begin implementing the success principles to building a financial wall around your family, you can go to thefamilybusiness.info forward slash call and you can schedule a call with us because we have saved a spot at the table for you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your family and the people that you care about. And we would love it if you would take a second to give us a five-star review to help future family members just like you find us. I leave you with this. In life, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you believe, plan, and expect. Let's do this.